I've been told by everybody up on this roof that they're all off the roof. I am on the roof of Exposure 4. Got fire through the roof of the fire building in the entire rear section. This is Old School. I'm Chief Rick Lasky, along with my partner, Chief John Sulka, and we've got a very special guest with us today. We have Chief Lovett from the Mariana, or Chief, how, do I, how am I supposed to say it again? Well, it depends on if you have a southern accent. If you've got a southern accent, you say Mariana. Mariana. Okay, yeah, I've got that going. <laughs> it's Mariana. So. Mariana, Florida. Uh, Chief is uh, partnered up with CSU, and they are hosting one of our company officer academies here, and it's been a great couple days. I mean, uh, great hosts. Your guys have been awesome. Great crowd. Um, great crowd. Oh, great. Another great crowd. Mimi's Absolutely. doing great for us. Um, Chief, you know, before we, we talk about some things here, because obviously you can't drive around town without seeing the signs that you guys went through really bad, along with a lot of other people in the state here, Florida, hurricane. But a, a little bit about you. You know, How long have you been with the department and family in the fire service? Uh, I started in 1994, my senior year in high school when I turned 18. Uh, the chief uh, took a took a gamble on me, rolled the <laughs> dice, and uh, here I was, this young kid, uh, you know, and uh, he allowed me to, to volunteer uh, with some on-the-job training. That was before we had the Firefighter 1, Firefighter 2 stuff. And uh, so I uh, graduated high school, went to EMT school at Chipola here at the local uh, college, and then I got a job down in Tampa. My uncle uh, was a captain with Tampa Fire at the time, and uh, he hooked me up with a job with the private ambulance service. And, uh, in 97, I came home to visit, 1997, and uh, the chief called me in and said, hey, come in here, I want to talk to you. <laughs> and uh, he offered me a job and said, nice. uh, be here March 27th. And uh, here I am 20 plus years later, uh, guiding the ship, you know. And, You're the boss uh, now, man. So, uh, you know, I've been the boss going on, I think, six years. So, chief is six years, okay. Yeah, and, and so I've survived a five-year curse, you know, so. Uh, <laughs> Well, and you guys, you know, John, I and we were driving around. John, you were like, I mean, you know, we've seen devastation from hurricanes before. We've been around for a lot of this stuff, um, but but the, the the amount of force that had to be generated around here to see not only the damage to the buildings, but whole trees in wooded areas, not just a tree here and a tree there out in the middle somewhere where the wind. We're, we're talking just just everything snapped off. Big old tree and, snapped right uh, off. And, and seeing in, in a recovery effort, so so when, when did that happen? Uh, October the 10th. Uh, you know, I'm not big on dates and remembering dates. Uh, I have trouble, I struggle with even my own birthday sometimes, <laughs> but uh, October the 10th is something that I'll, a day that I'll never forget. And uh, you know, it was, it was a, a challenging time for us because you know, in the fire service, we prepare for everything, you know, automobile accidents, fires, and commercial fires, and stuff like that. But there's no manual in the, in, in, in the academy that teaches you how to deal with a hurricane and how to yeah. respond. And uh, so 
Uh, I haven't seen the IFSTA book on that yeah, one yet. Right. Maybe I mean, so, I'm sure it's uh, out there somewhere. So you know, we were you know faced with that challenge of you know not knowing what to do and how to do it. So uh, you know, once we started out, uh, the first thing was to get the streets open to the hospital because we were planning for you know injuries, fatalities, and in my mind, I prepared myself because this is a small town. We're a town about. 10,000 residents. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, we were, you and I were talking too, right? About, you know, it's one thing this happens in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Sarasota Bay, but we're talking, there's a lot of small communities that we kind of forget about that have limited resources. Right. And, and sure. you know, normally for a fire, they would pull their resource together, but a lot of people are affected with Right. This. And this thing moved in real fast on us, and, you know, it grew real fast, real quick. And, and normally they come up in the Gulf, they hook left or right, and we're okay. We get a little bit of wind and rain and some trees down, but we can deal with that. But uh, the eye came through Mariana, and we're about 60 miles from Panama City Beach inland, and uh, we saw significant winds that we've never seen before. And, and lay this out for we're, we're kind of at the northern part of the state here. Right. We're, um, how far are we from? A lot of people know Pensacola right. is, right? We're about 60 miles north of Panama City Beach. We're about 120 miles east of Pensacola, and we're about 80 miles west of Tallahassee. Okay. So, so is it sort of like uh, near the elbow? Right. Our right. state is the only state in Florida that borders Georgia and Alabama. Okay. We're right up, you know, half of our county uh, borders Alabama, and the other half borders mm -hmm. Georgia. Now, how many and stations we can, and folks do you have on duty to handle we've, this? We've got two stations. Uh, we cover 19 square miles, and we've got approximately uh, 27 people. You know, we've got 17 full-time, and then we've got 10 reserves. So. And you guys are saying, I mean, like we said, you know, obviously well-run apartments rely on their neighbors. I know we do to, to help us out through automatic aid, mutual aid, and so on and so forth. And we were talking about storms where I was interim chief. It's like the cloud, it wasn't just over us. Everybody was strapped. Everybody was running right, emergencies. Right. And it puts you, how, how much, you know, I'll say this, how much time, because I know, you know, unlike tornadoes that just can pop up, we've got some time to plan for hurricanes only to take, but how much time did you have leading up to that? And I know it's kind of non-exact science because things can change and right. you do all that planning, all of a sudden done come to you, but how we, much? What you do in preparation? Call we, people we, in and stuff? Right, no? we, we back backfill. We had about two days to really, you know, uh, get things going and we start scratching our head when they send you know uh, we got the report from the National Weather Center was like wait a minute we need to ramp our stuff up because this this thing is coming straight for us and uh, you know once we were you know 24 hours out we knew it was going to be bad and uh, so um, here we are you know several months later in the recovery stage of it and uh, I tell you, our, our state director uh, has, was tremendous in getting us help. You know, it made me seem like a rock star when all <laughs> the companies started rolling through the neighborhoods when nobody else had help. And, you know, our comrades came to our aid, and, and uh, it, was, it was just a, a blessing. Chief, what did you have? Um, yeah, I know it's, it's hard to put exact, exact finger or thumbprint on things, but... Let's talk about damage, because like I said, we, we've been we've been here for a few days now, and you know, like regular fast food play, everything. The signs are obliterated, and you know the blue tarps we see before on different places and homes and businesses. But there's there's a, still a tremendous amount. So when all was said and done, 
and you, you did everything. What, what did you see significantly uh, in the way of damage? To Including your, your facilities. Well, our facilities were okay. We didn't take much damage. Uh, we had a little bit of roof damage, but the stru structural integrity of our buildings were okay. So we were able to operate out of our stations. We had backup generators. So, uh, and we before a year before, I had an agreement with the power company that they can stage their vehicles at our other station because we've got a lot of room out there. And so they got us power as soon as they could at our second station. So uh, we were able to operate, you know, as uh, long as we kept the generator full of diesel, we, w we were okay. So How long, and I'm sure you mandated everybody back. Oh, yeah. How Absolutely. long did you keep folks afterwards? Well, once the strike team got here, we started sending people home. I had to make them go home. Sure, yeah. but they got and, families and homes right. as well. And yeah. uh, one of the problems we encountered was they couldn't get home because there were so many roads blocked uh, with trees because we're a rural area. And, uh, could you fly them in the Chief's helicopter, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, the Chief owns a helicopter. <laughs> well, they say what, the interstate, so, where parts of it just shut yeah, down because really? there's so many right, trees across right. there were interstate, so it, it created a challenge for, for resources to even get to us. And, uh, but I want to tell you all something that really, really will blow your mind. The county was in transition in between fire chiefs, so they didn't have a chief. And the previous chief worked for me, so I knew he knew how to operate in the EOC. He knew his way around things. Well, they had uh, a guy standing in that was a correction officer for the whole county that knew nothing about the fire service. And uh, so that created a challenge with, you know, operating all the 11 volunteer units that we have in our area. So that was another element of dealing with the hurricane the that we storm, had to no deal with. It on you because yes, the other guy was, was absent. Yeah. And uh, so uh, it was a huge burden on me and, and, and my guys. But I tell you, this was an experience that I'll never forget. And I can put this on a resume now. Oh, and, boy, uh, well, you can. <laughs> well, and it's one like so, we're doing now that you can share because I told you we've had, you know, my good, our good, good friend Rich Collins has started out with us in Illinois in the south side of Chicago down he's you know emergency services director now in sarasota after spending time in osceola county bid him some of the big oem guys and everything a while back when they had the the, 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 the tornadoes hitting on the east coast it was supposed to hit virginia north carolina I said well let's not florida's good right now let you know because you don't want to bother let's get some folks on to talk about okay let's talk about preparation policies take care of your families ahead of time so your firefighters can you know concentrate on their jobs um like you said, you have to shoo away because they're so dedicated. Right. They they want to finish the job, and so, you know you got to give them a break. They they don't know it sometimes because so they can go and go and go. But to be able to share your experiences, um, and that's why John said we're like, we got to get Chief on. Let's get last night we said we got to get Chief on. Just talk about this, and you know just you know we all see the news and we see what happens with FEMA and the Red Cross and different things like that. But able to talk to a boss like yourself and go, okay, you know if you if there was if there was a handful, maybe two top three things, we're sitting in a room and there's a bunch of people said, Chief, you know what? I'm a new chief here. I'm a new chief here. I'm a new chief here. Give me, give me your top three lessons learned, or what? You know, what would you tell me as a new fire chief? You know, look, if this ends up coming your way one day, this is what I learned. This is what you need to, you know. I mean, I'm sure planning went into that, but if you could, maybe one or two or three, what would you? What well, would you say? the first thing I would. Advise a new chief is to join the fire chiefs association in your area and Because I knew these chiefs that was coming to help us on a personal level We had set it up a, a venue or set in a class together 
And when you join a fire chief's association for us, I'm a small agency, but I can sit next to the chief of Tampa, the right. chief of Orlando, and talk to them about, you know, my little issues and with the employees and things that they have to deal with, there's nothing that I will encounter that they haven't dealt with. And now so, they're a phone call away because you know the guy. Right, because I know him. Yeah, you text know? message. So I would encourage, you know, a new chief to join the, the State Fire Chiefs Association. Uh, the second thing that I would encourage them to do is know where your resources are going to come from with your SERP and all the, the other things that, you know, from other, other you know, states. Yeah, right, and, right. And, uh, you know, learn those and know where they're coming from and learn the people, you know, go to their association meetings and, and, and things like that because people are more apt to come help people that they know. Yes. You know, when I know, you know, Chief Bruner or, or, or Chief Lovett needs help and I know him on a personal level, I'm going to send what I can to help him out. And some, some of the stuff in the old days, Chief, was – Everybody kind of stayed to themselves. You had a couple of buddies you went to coffee with, but there wasn't as much in a way of networking like you're right. saying right. with chiefs. That here you're, I mean, you're living proof that that works. Right. And those, and those guys that showed up on those engine companies knew that I knew their boss on a personal level. Right. They they went above and beyond because they wanted to represent their agency right. in a manner to where it was satisfactory sure, to sure. the guy that I knew. Yeah. And go the other way next time. And next time, you know, it could be yep. us sending resources to them. So here's a question. How, what kind of support did you get from the city, from your bosses, like financial for overtime or equipment or keeping well, people on? Well, just and because, you know, FEMA was going to reimburse us, uh, we had to keep track of all, all the callbacks. The paperwork and support. The paperwork support and, uh, you know, um, my, my administrative assistant was, was awesome in, in doing that. And, uh, you know, she had to do a little bit of it from home. But, uh, so you no know, roadblocks, no she was, no she was blocked phone. in. Yeah. You know, there was no way of, of her getting out. She was blocked in because where she lives is like a two-trail two road. So she was blocked in for three or four days. And uh, so she had to walk to the end of the, her trail to get to the main road. So, um, But that was one of the challenges that we faced was keeping up with all the runs and everything. And, and uh our, our comm center helped us out in doing that. They hand wrote everything down. So uh, at the end, we came back and we went through all of that stuff. And What was your yeah. casualties in the end? Any civilian well, deaths? Well, you know, back when I was saying I had prepared myself, because we're a rural community, close-knit, everybody knows everybody, to put people in body bags that I knew. And, uh, you know, that didn't happen, thank God. We didn't have a single fatality. Oh during the storm. Now, you know, they attribute heart attacks and people right. cleaning up. We did have uh, two people that uh, died from a tree falling on them. And we had one guy that was cleaning up his yard and had a heart attack and died. But, and they attribute that to the storm. Of but, course, but not to the emergency part. I'm just guys. amazed looking at the damage. Looking at the I mean, damage, I was, I mean, I knew we were gonna have anywhere from, you know, 25, 30 fatalities. I was I thinking a dozen or I two I had dozen. prepared myself for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got it, uh, and then you get pleasantly surprised. Expect right, for the right. worst and hope, you know, hope for the, the best, best and expect and the worst, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Well, absolutely. and you said something, Chief, I want to key in on, because I know this is a big lesson for a lot of Chiefs in Texas that practice this with, you know, doing the hurricanes and all the other stuff that happens, whether it's wildland, wherever you're at. You mentioned FEMA, which is a great organization that, that really does support and help what we do. But without a, without a, without a, a, a um, you know, emergency preparedness plan, in, you know, in place, without... Knowing where the paperwork is, because people are like, ah, oh, the pay. 
you've got to tra- if you want to get reimbursed or whatever. Not only that, for your community, right? You want—I mean, you want to do this so the people live in your community will qualify for FEMA support and FEMA reimbursing and grants or whatever to get them back on their feet. And the fire department, all that money—I mean, it just people just don't, you know, it just doesn't, you know, happen out of out of thin air. You've got to do the paperwork. You've got to know, and it's kind of like some we talk about the NIM stuff and things, and people make fun of stuff. And I'm going, you know. If NIMS did anything for me, it showed all the people outside fire police what we need done. When we all need to come together, it shows finance. Right. Look at your role and look at the pay. And, and it's pop, it's about the paperwork. You know, you can argue about terminology all you want because that's what was a big thing. But the paperwork that you got to do to 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 make sure right. you get to rebuild. That's a huge element of it. Not passing that burden on to. The, the, the taxpayers and uh, you know so we we've been good stewards of, of the taxpayers dollars and and uh, you know some like good some good has 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 come out of it uh, you know um, a lot of people in a lot better shape than they were you know yeah we had to suffer for a couple of months but uh, you know I know people that uh, had good insurance mm-hmm. and uh, like I say they they're in a lot better shape than well, they were. And for those that fly into Florida, I'll just say Florida, because um, you guys are so dialed in on hurricane responses, obviously. It's like the West Coast is in California when it comes to wildland. Earthquakes. Too. Earthquakes. You guys, are, you guys are absolutely amazing at, at what you accomplished during this. And you can fly into some parts of Florida. You're flying in the airport. You look down, and two years later, you still see blue tarps on top of houses and buildings. This is this isn't is a quick as a, re, a recovery effort or a response or a re, a effort I should say results wise, it's in process. Right. But it takes a long time. Right. To mitigate this whole thing and see it through, not just well we'll be ready to go in three months. This right. takes a long time right. to make it all and, happen. And and I preach to to our our citizens, patience. And it's you know how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Uh, sure. You know you've got to do that. And we're going to look at where we are from the time the storm hit to where we are the following year. And I think we're in pretty good shape with all of our infrastructure. Uh, we do have a lot of roads that need repair because they lifted the weight limits. You gotta take into account that you have trucks hauling over 80,000 pounds yeah. and moving debris. You've got a lot of them you know, around. We did have some issues uh, at some of the sites that they set up because you know, a lot of the ash they were burning, so we had to shut a couple of sites down. But uh, for the most part, uh, the operation went well. We had the proper resources in place and, uh, you know, well, cell phone service. We were thrust into doing things that, that you know, wasn't in our job description. For instance, we had to, to clear a road so that the, the gas truck can get into the tower where the cell phone tower was right. to put gas and uh, beyond the normal scope of our operations. Right. 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 So when the city manager called me, he was like, "Hey, this is what we got to do, chief." Yes, sir. We're gonna make it happen. Yeah, you got to stretch around, a little bit. I rounded up some guys from uh, Division of Forestry with their bulldozers, and we went in. We did it. Did any big companies around that like employed a lot of folks and stuff pack up and leave after the storm? No. Was any big ones? We we didn't. Uh, you know, we, we have some industry here, but we didn't lose a, a whole lot. There are some businesses that's been here for over 40, 50 years that's not coming back. Uh, and it, it has the, the sentimental element to it for our town. And, and uh, some of that was the tipping point where I know a lot of businesses, 
are just making it making it through, making it by day to day. And they well, it's like you see it with fires. All of a sudden, they suffer loss, and like there's that no com- there's no coming back yeah, from yeah, this. There's no yeah. coming back. And uh, you know, we had a, a tire store here, and several years ago, uh, they had a large fire that you know devastated their business. You know, they lost just about everything, and uh, now, you know, several years later, here we are again, and uh, I don't think they're going to rebuild. And, uh, you know, it was one of the landmarks in our city. Everybody knew that tire store. And it's just the, the, the mental aspect of not seeing things that used to be here. For so long. For yeah. so long. Yeah. And, Chief, you mentioned one of the key things we talked about is, the, you know, the, the disaster management, debris management. Right. You know, much, 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 much smaller scale, but the bridge collapse in Minnesota, which, you know, when you go to these classes, you go to NIMS class, you go to whatever, and they do the, okay, this is what's going to happen. Um, you're going to be downtown, large metropolitan area, large city, and the main artery coming in from this whole part of the, of the state, um, we're going to, a bridge is going to collapse. When it collapses, it's going to collapse on top of the main railway for that service, everything for freight and passenger, and it's collapsed on top of a river where the barges go up and down, and there's going to be cars and part. Really, what else? Is, is a plane going to crash? And you're like, really? And that's what happened in Minnesota. And I remember Rocco Forte, the chief that was Minnesota's fire chief who went into OEM right after that, the key for him with being successful was his debris management. Where do you put the stuff? Where do we move all this stuff and then be able to, whether it's burn it off or haul it away or do what we got to do to get rid of it, the debris, like you said, the debris management, it's huge. You you can't just, well, what do we do with it? You've got to have a place to move, store, you know. I mean, there's got to be a big area you could dump all this. Right. To get all these things cleared out, so you can get in and out, and then now you got to manage that stuff, you know, right. and that, that's huge having that yeah. plan. Yeah, so it's a yeah, you got to put that in your plan, the debris management, um, you know, law enforcement. That was a huge element. Uh, we we got enough law enforcement officers here that came to assist our agency, uh, you know, our our city, and uh, we didn't have big problems with. With looting, I was just going to ask that. And, Did you have uh, any criminal? criminal we we had those guys from Miami. Uh, from they they were awesome, and uh, Davy, Florida. Uh, we had one incident where they caught a looter, and uh, after that, because <laughs> they, those guys were they they were jam up and as we say in the South, jam up and jelly tight. That's right. and, well, uh, so. how about I know with tornadoes, I know with a lot of hurricanes. One of the things for a lot of our listeners, a lot of things people don't realize. I remember this, my buddy Vincitella got his whole house blown away. I mean, a bunch of fatalities and everything else in Illinois. Twister 91, a bad, bad time. Killed a whole bunch of people and everything else. But nails, nails from buildings. Tires, yeah. Everybody trying to respond it out is getting flat tires because there's nails everywhere. Wow. And having those those people, we, you know, we had to have tire repair places like guys there because you're driving emergency vehicles and everything right yeah and, and that's one of the things that that i would advise anybody that's getting ready for a hurricane to prepare for if it's bad because we had we purchased three tire kits with plugs and every one of our vehicles had to have a plug at some point in time and there were people on the side of the road because they ran over a, sure. a, a nail motorist, from yeah. you know even three months after 
we were picking up nails millions because of nails, not you've thousands, got all these millions. roofers hauling debris to the landfill. Just dropping off the trucks. And yeah. they're, they're dropping off the trucks and, you know. And it's wow. something so you never think you, about. You don't even think about that. I never and thought about till that incident, Chief. Maybe we should chief. go buy a truck and get a big magnet on it and then just drive around go. the streets. You know? <laughs> hey, I'm telling you. <laughs> they need to add that to the When well, you the think plan, about, hey, you know? we got to get in there. We got to get our vehicles in there. Okay, we got you could take Police, this subdivision. Police, right? with flats? Oh, You're yeah. going to have to drive this subdivision. And all next you know, flat tire, flat tire, flat Well, Chief. You know, um, first of all, John, I, I, I can't thank you enough for, for joining us, especially here. Actually, at lunchtime, we stole some time from, from the boss. But mm -hmm. Chief Lovett from Mariana, uh, Mariana Fire Department in Florida, Chief, if, if there was another chief or somebody that said, you know what, I, I got to pick up, I want to I see if he's ever got time, I can ch chat on the phone or if you're in, not too far, what would be uh, the easy email for them to get a hold of you? Email or you can call me on my cell phone. Uh, 850-573-6351, or you can just go to our city website, City of Mariana, and click the fire department, and you'll see my email there, and you can email me, and I would love to talk to share my experience with, with, with anybody and, you know, hit score them forward. It would, you know, maybe help them out Great. planning Great. for a hurricane. So uh, forward, I want to right? share my knowledge and, and, and the things that we went through. And uh, I also want to say thank you for you guys coming here, uh, a wealth of knowledge to share, you know, with our community and our guys, uh, you know, and I, I really appreciate being amongst two rock stars of our industry. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so I just want to say thank you for that. We're honored with that. And your guys make it easy, Chief. You, your guys man. make thank it you. easy. They have made this. I mean, they, you've been great hosts. Yes. You know, sometimes we go places and they're not really involved and you kind of have to find your way. You guys, I mean, you've been sitting here, we've said it before, they're, they're, and this is nice and loud, you know, to the chiefs out there that find time to not spend time with their people. A lot of places or, we know we never see the chief. And we see a lot of people we never chief see the chief. in <laughs> uniform, you know, visiting with the troops, with other people and Absolutely. everything else. Uh, you've been an incredible host, Chief, and, and thank, thank you so much. We can't thank you enough, brother. Thank you. Thank you, thank man. you, man. Thank pleasure. Been a pleasure. Hey, we've been visiting with Chief Lovett from the Mariana Fire Department, Mariana, Florida, about uh, uh, prior to and making it through uh, the, the hurricane here and all the damage. And uh, another great example of a boss who gets it. You know, John, I talk about people who get it and people who don't. And the good chief here is one that gets it. And uh, that's it, buddy. We'll wrap that's this it. one we'll up. We'll see you on the next episode of... Old school. Old school. Old school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see you at the next old school. Hey, as we end all our shows, just remember this thought, never forgetting means never forgetting.